Welcome to TSX Quarterly, the podcast that brings you publicly available earnings calls from companies listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange in one convenient location. Gone are the days of looking through confusing websites. You'll find the important information right here. Enjoy the call. Good day, and good day, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Faith, and I will be your conferencing operator today. At this time, I would like to welcome everyone to the NXT Energy Solutions 2021 Second Quarter and Operating and Financial Results Conference Call. All participants will be in listening-only mode for the first part of the conference call, with the ability to ask questions after the presentation by the company. For the question and answer session, if you would like to ask a question, please press star 1 on your telephone keypad. Should you wish to cancel your question, please press the pound key. So that all callers have an opportunity to ask you a question, we will limit each caller to one question and a follow-up question. I would now like to turn the meeting over to Mr. George Lizikas, President and CEO of NXT Energy Solutions. Please go ahead, Mr. Lizikas. Thank you, Faith. Uh, welcome and thank you everyone for joining us today for NXT Energy Solutions Second Order 2021 Financial and Operating Results Conference Call. This is George Lisitas and joining me today's conference call is Eugene Wojcicin, Vice President of Finance and Chief Financial Officer, Dr. Sian Gui, Director of R&D, Rashid Tipu, Director of Geosciences for Africa, Asia, Middle East, and Enrique Hung, Director of Geosciences for the Americas, and Mohamed Sakib, Head of Interpretation and Project Engineer. The purpose of today's call is to briefly discuss the highlights of the release of NXT second quarter 2021 financial and operating results. Following our update, we will be open Oh, we will open up the line for questions. Please note all statements made by the company and management during this call are subject to the reader's advisory regarding forward-looking information and non-GAAP measures set forth in our Q2 2021 press release and MDNA issued on August 12th. All dollar amounts discussed in today's conference call are in Canadian dollars unless otherwise stated. The complete financial and operating results and consolidated financial statements for the second quarter of 2021 were published on August 12th and are available on NXT's website, Cedar's website, and soon will be available on Edgar's website. Now over to Eugene for the financial review. Thank you, George, and welcome everyone. As George mentioned, our second quarter 2021 financial statements and management discussion and analysis were filed on CDAR's website on August 12th and will shortly be available on EDGAR. We are pleased with the quarter results, especially with $729,000 of operating cash flow and net income of $1.53 million or two cents per share. From a financial perspective, the focus remained on supporting the execution of the business development effort and continuing to control and optimize costs. For the second quarter, our financial results were as follows. Cash and short-term investments were $3.78 million at June 30th, 2021, 
net working capital is $4.64 million. Operating activities provided $729,000 of cash during the quarter. Revenue was $3.14 million in the second quarter and year-to-date. For the quarter, NXT recorded a net income of approximately $1.53 million, or $0.02 per share, based on 64.5 million weighted average common shares outstanding. This compares to a net loss of $1.48 million in the second quarter of 2020, or $0.02 per share. For year-to-date, NXT recorded a net loss of approximately $110,000, or $0.00 per share, based on 64.5 million weighted average common shares outstanding. This compares to a net loss of $2.8 million during year-to-date 2020, or $0.04 per share. Total operating expenses for the first Total operating expenses for the second quarter were $1.51 million, including survey costs. This includes non-cash expenses of half a million dollars related to amortization and stock-based compensation expenses. Total operating expenses year-to-date were $3.12 million, including survey costs. This included non-cash expenses of $0.96 million related to amortization and stock-based compensation expenses. General administrative expenses decreased by $127,000 or 16% in the second quarter compared to 2020 for the following reasons. Salaries, benefits and consulting charges decreased $36,000 or 11% through the Canada Emergency Wage Subsidy. Board and professional fees and public company costs decreased $29,000 or 11% due to lower professional fees. Premises and administrative and overhead costs decreased $107,000 for the quarter, or 52%, due to receipt of the Canada Emergency Rent Subsidy. And stock-based compensation was higher by $45,000, or 22%, due to to the employee share purchase plan, which commenced in the fourth quarter of 2020 and has approximately 75% employee participation. G&A expenses decreased $223,000 or 12% year-to-date 2021 compared to 2020 for the following reasons. Board and professional fees and public company costs decreased $80,000 or 21% due to lower professional fees. Premises and administrative overhead costs decreased $80,000 for the quarter or 21% due to the receipt of the Canada Emergency Rent Subsidy. Business development costs decreased $126,000 or 96% as travel restrictions continue due to the COVID-19 pandemic. And stock-based compensation was higher by $49,000 due to the employee share purchase and RSU plans. During the quarter, the company received a million-dollar HASCAP loan with an interest rate of 4% for a 10-year term. To summarize some of the key financial points, We ended the quarter with $3.78 million of cash and short-term investments on hand and a net working capital balance of $4.64 million. Net income for the quarter is $1.53 million and net loss was $110,000 year-to-date. Cash provided by operations was $729,000 for the quarter and we used $154,000 year-to-date. Our main focus continues to be on the execution of NXT's commercial opportunities. I would now like to hand the call back over to George to further discuss our business update and forward plans. Thank you. Thank you, Eugene. Uh, First, I want to convey my sincere hope that everyone is well and continues to stay healthy 
at this time. Before I continue with the business development update, I would like to say a few words about NXT's position in light of the global energy changes as I see it. I want our shareholders to note that the transition of our company into other energy sectors is coinciding with our transformation into a technology company. The application of SFD is vast, and we are constantly considering expanding opportunities that can provide increasing return to our shareholders. Therefore, our objective is to expand into these, into these new spaces and capitalize on the opportunities not only as a service provider, but as a participant via special purpose vehicle, where the reward can include royalty, bonus, equity, and participation rights. Eugene mentioned that we recorded revenues of $3.78 million and had a total cash inflows of 730,000 from operations, which shows a modest but initial result of our business development efforts. Revenues generated were from the sales of pre-existing SFD data. Now, continuing with the business update, I would like to also announce, I mean, I'm also pleased to announce that the addition of Mr. Jerry Sheehan, a highly rewarded energy explorationist to our board of directors on July 1st, 2021. Mr. Sheehan has worked extensively in international oil and gas exploration, development, and production for over 30 plus years. He has a broad technical and business development experience in Africa, South Asia, and Europe, which he will bring it to NXT. As the company seeks new markets, for its proven SFD tool. In the short period of time he has joined NXT's board, Jerry has already made his presence felt. If you'd like to know more about Jerry's background, please refer to the June 23rd press release. On the technology development, I would like to note that the SFD technology has been exclusively deployed to date in the upstream hydrocarbon sector for the identification of potential hydrocarbon traps and reservoirs. Recently, as you know, we have announced that the company is receiving advisory services and funding for up to $50,000 from the National Research Council of Canada Industrial Research Assistance Program, or IRAP, to support the research and development of the SFD technology for geothermal applications. The IREP funding follows an earlier announcement of the acquisition of the SFD geothermal technology rights. The company now embarks on an exciting new chapter in transitioning itself as a multiple application solution provider for both the oil and gas and geothermal industries. The objective of IREP funding is to test identify and analyze the desired elements of the SFD sensor response over known geothermal areas with the ultimate goal of developing and providing an XT with a green geophysical service branch for renewable power initiatives in Canada and abroad. We are extremely pleased to have the support of IREP 
to advance the application of SFD for exploring geothermal energy resources. We consider this as the first step in establishing a long-term relationship with IRAP. Continuing on the Africa business development, um, NXT's most promising opportunity for significant revenue is tied with our recent success in Nigeria's frontier basin. We are very pleased that the country has this morning espoused into law the petroleum industry bill to overhaul its oil and gas industry. A significant portion of the capital will be allocated for exploration and producing oil and gas for the large population in the interior. Because of that, Nigeria is our priority and we believe our business with the NOC, which is NMPC, the national company, and other international explorers, explorers will thrive for many years to come. We are excited about the continued positive developments in other Afri African countries as well. We recognize that Africa is one of the most important continents for sustained hydrocarbon and geothermal application. The utilization of SFD will mitigate overall expiration risk, provide time and cost-effective solutions in a friendly ESG manner. Now let us turn our attention to Latin America. We are equally focused on Latin America projects where we have seen increased interest in SFD application. A number of SFD recommendations have been drilled successfully over the years in Mexico, Bolivia, Colombia, and Argentina. We anticipate these successes will lead to new contract opportunities in Latin America. With respect to the Middle East and Asia, NXT is in engaged in continued discussions with interested parties. Prospects are developing progressively in spite of the COVID-19 pandemic, which is currently ramping across Asia. With respect to the GT opportunities, I would like to say that I'm pleased that there are a number of companies already that would consider using SFD GT. The geothermal is GT. And we are hopeful to have our first geothermal project announced this year. In summary, hydrocarbon survey opportunities continue to progress well in our core areas in Africa, Mexico, Asia, and South America. In addition, we are in discussions with multiple geothermal companies about providing SFD services. For these reasons, we are, uh, we are optimistic about the second half of 2021 and will remain focused on contract ex execution in order to deliver value to our shareholders. A couple of notes about the upcoming CIDOTI conference. Uh, I'm pleased to note that Eugene and I will be presenting at the CIDOTI August Microcap micro conference Wednesday, August 18th, which is tomorrow, 11.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. 
please refer to the press release issued on August 11 for instructions on how to view the presentation. In conclusion, on behalf of our Board of Directors and the entire team at NXT, I want to thank you, all our shareholders, for their continued support. We wish you the best of health to you and your families. I now ask the operator, uh, Fate, to open the line for questioning. Thank you, sir. Again, if you would like to ask a question, please press star 1 on your telephone keypad. Should you wish to cancel your question, please press the count key. So that all callers have an opportunity to answer a question, we will limit each caller to one question and a follow-up question. Your first question comes from the line Thomas Wood from Woodlands. Your line is open. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Hey guys, uh, used to have a mute on these calls. Just want to say, first off, I really appreciate all you guys have been doing. It's been a really tough year. Um, I've been a long time investor, like nearly a decade. Um, and I feel like everybody on this call, you know, the story we're all telling ourselves about NXT is it's this amazing game changing technology. And I think we've all bought into that. But I think also, you know, over the last few years, it's just felt like we've faced a ton of skepticism. And I'm excited for all the things that are up and coming. I'm super excited about the geothermal front. I'm wondering from, I guess I'd call it a marketing standpoint, if you guys are thinking at all in terms of the story that you're able to tell here, like, do we have a test that we could be doing that would be proving the technology in a more undeniable way? Is there some sort of independent body that could be verifying stuff that we're doing? Because right now it just feels like for the last years we've been facing all this skepticism and I, I don't want this great work that you guys are doing trying to get all these contracts to then be second-guessed by the industry leaders. You know, if we are a tech company, I guess the question is, how are we proving our disruption in a way that's easy and undeniable and digestible? Uh, that'll be it. Thanks. Thank you, Thomas. I think that the, the, your comments are valid, you know, and thank you. Um, from the marketing perspective, what we found over the last couple of years that it's becoming easier uh, there are papers, and we are very happy to 
share that with any of our investors as well, and probably some of that we should post also on the on the website. We and Mo is telling me that we will do so. That now uh, proves, you know, that this technology, this type of technology, can be constructed, built, and um, we have never shied away just regarding the testing part from a test. And Thomas, every single national oil company and every oil company tests us. We had done two tests actually in Nigeria. One was an onshore test and one was an offshore test. And in both cases, two different uh, divisions of the national company were involved. And uh, we were not on the airplane either, so the, the, so the technology was independently tested onshore and offshore, and we did it with flying colors. That's why we got the contract. That's why we are looking forward now for a long term, many years to come, a contract opportunity in Nigeria where we are going to be working uh, potentially with the super majors and majors as well. So um, if you know anybody that I, I'm, I'm totally open where we can do a test, we offered it to the industry, uh, we offered it to a super major as well, and they said that they don't understand the technology, therefore the test is not important to them. But if you do know anybody that a third party that would test the tool, we are willing to do a 1,000 line kilometer test anywhere in the world, okay, as long as they have their GNG information. And maybe, you know, maybe Enrique or Rashid, you guys can end, add to this. They are the geologists, the geophysicists. Uh, with respect to this question. I think he was referring to the geothermal testing, which is also being considered. That, that, that was part of the question. So the marketing for the new branch of, of uh, SFDGT <coughs> will also be, yeah. Yeah, I'd say for either. I mean, just no, to I testify. Have, I have the, brought in very important people from universities to review the technology, and we had no problem. So I'm just Great. Yeah, I, I guess the, the fundamental question is just saying that, you know, we love the technology. We're excited about it. I think there are a lot of papers and research, and I think there are these tests that you guys are doing. And I'm just wondering if there's ways that we can get that, I don't know, like a simpler story. And it might just be talking in marketing language so that it's, you know, like you say, they don't understand the technology. Is there something so simple that we could put in front of people that, like, these guys did this, you know, that would wow the world? Um, and again, that's not a challenge. That's that's an encouragement because I'm excited by what's what's happening. So everybody, every major oil and gas company tested the technology independently. Okay, so whether it is Pemex or or down in Colombia, uh, PRE, PRE did it, and also uh, the national company, Ecopetrol did it. GIG report is out there. They they did it many years ago. Uh, it's all on the website as well. Uh, those ones, and uh, maybe I just very slowly I, I describe one of the tests, or maybe you can describe the Shell Chevron 3D test offshore in uh, Nigeria. 
that they did. Yeah, so... Uh, this is Rashid. Rashid is here. So George uh, mentioned earlier, like in Nigeria, uh, we were tested by uh, two uh, different, uh, uh, you know, the government authorities. One is like definitely the survey we were doing for the company. They initially planned for offshore, but they give us online, uh, onshore areas, uh, you know, right before we fly. And the other one was on the offshore area where nobody knows uh, we give them independent results for the test. And when we integrated with their geoscientist team, then we learned there were uh, two super major companies they are requesting for uh, drilling permission uh, based on the seismic prospect. So SFD recommended those seismic prospect as a independently uh, verifying, you know, those seismic prospect, which was not known to uh, two prospect and two super major uh, were looking for uh, permission to build and how long did it take? How long did and we completed that test in uh, fly in uh, like three hours, and now uh, next day they were requesting us to present the results. So it's like within 24 hours we gave them a result. Nobody can do this. So that's uh, that's something, and that's why we got uh, that approval uh, from uh, Nigerian authorities. That's how you know they said this is uh, SFD is the only unconventional technology will be used to uh, explore in frontier exploration and also before drilling any well we should use this technology. Yeah. So I hope that uh, that answers uh, your question and if you want to talk about it more and you are interested in the papers or maybe you have some very good suggestions regarding the marketing or any other aspects of uh, the technology please give me a call. Thanks, George. Appreciate all you guys are doing. Thank you so much. Your next question is from Michael Mork from Mork Capital. Your line is open. Yeah, hi. Uh, it's nice to see uh, some decent work in capital on the balance sheet and and uh, got some momentum now. I just wondered, it's been a couple of years since you've had a director of sales. Is there any uh, uh, game plan here to get a director of sales to make sure that all the leads and all the things that are happening are followed up on. And in particular, I'm wondering if uh, Jerry Sheenan, who uh, you said has uh, business development experience in Africa, Asia, Europe, if he can help in this uh, endeavor of uh, getting the technology out there a little, little better. Uh, thank you, Mike, and <clears throat> thank you for your support. Um, this is George. I just talked to Jerry yesterday. Uh, he's preparing a whole list of countries in Africa that uh, we are going to be talking to. Uh, and I can't go ahead of myself, you know, but there are a number of countries that he has in mind and he has very good connections in those countries that we are considering as a, an opportunity. Um, and, and that includes a number of the sub-Sahara countries. So we are very positive and very pleased with his involvement because everybody knows him. So it's a, it's, a, it's a very, very good thing for NXT. He has a tremendous respect there. He, as you know, he was uh, heading uh, Talos, uh, Tulos uh, uh, exploration and, and uh, he's uh, the Jubilee field, you know, uh, that is about 300 million barrels offshore. It's his doing. Uh, 
and that's how Talo took off, and uh, and he brought a, a, a number of new discoveries to that company, and we are very very pleased to have him uh, to work with us. Okay, thank you. Your next question is from Tucker Anderson from Above All Advisors. Your line is open. Hi, hi George. How are you? Hi, Tucker. How are you? Fine. I hope I, I hope I you and your family have been safe during all the COVID. Well, I'm fully vaccinated. <laughs> Sometimes that hasn't stopped people from catching it, but I'm glad you weren't an anti-vaxxer. Um, <laughs> sounds like our patience is getting closer to being rewarded. Um, my my question was your comment on geothermal in Africa. I was not aware that Africa was really a active market for geothermal. Are there projects there currently, or is just is this a case of there's enough potential so SFD would be very um, helpful in identifying the projects? Yeah, we we are currently in negotiations and talks with an very powerful funding capital, <coughs> excuse me, uh, a funding firm, an investment banking firm uh, that has several projects in uh, Africa, including Kenya and uh, Mozambique. And uh, so we are establishing this relationship right now. They sought us out. The technical people know Rashid. I don't think I know any Anybody who doesn't know Rashid <laughs> in, geo, in the geoscience world, or Enrique for that matter. So um, we are positioning ourselves uh, for the geothermal activities. Also in Nigeria, um, there's a tremendous interest. So um, yes, the answer is yes to your question. Well, good, good, good luck and congratulations on the working capital, as Mike said. Thank you so much. Thank you, Tucker. Again, if you would like to ask a question, please press star 1 on your telephone keypad. Should you wish to cancel your question, press the pound key. Please limit one question and one follow-up question. Your next question is from David Appleman, a private investor. Your line is open. Uh, hi, George. How are you doing? Hi. How are you? Uh, not too bad. Uh, my question is, uh, what is being done to get the information to the brokerage community and uh, uh, to get more investors involved internationally with the company? Um, is there a marketing plan or is somebody in charge of doing that at this time? Uh, we, with, with the uh, company that's right now is liquidity in the market. And uh, I'd like to know what's being done to uh, increase the knowledge base of uh, the brokerage community. That's exactly what this uh, conference that we just uh, attended to is going to uh, accomplish to start the whole process. And as we are going to generate more revenues and more contracts, we are just going to expand it to North America and then Europe and Asia at the same time. So I, I I agree with you, you know, that uh, uh, the market, uh, our market, our stock is a little bit depressed, but uh, 
the truth is, you know, that you cannot just inflate the share price, you know, uh, we want to deliver the goods. And I think that we are on the right track now to do so. And um, I, uh, since I can't say everything, you know, uh, on a conference call, because it's, it would be selective disclosure, but as we are making these announcements, these new opportunities, new contracts, you will see a significant increase in market share value. Market share value, market value. Yeah. Thank you. And thank you for your question, David. Peter. Your next question is from Peter Mork for Mork Capital Management. Your line is open. Hey guys, uh, again, congrats on, uh, you know, the revenue, the working capital and the earnings. That's, that was great. You know, a lot of optimism, uh, in, you know, you're expressing for the kind of the back half of this year that we're already into. I was wondering if you could on, uh, you know, a couple different fronts, give us some of the key milestones that we should be looking at as investors and specifically on, Af you know, work in Africa, uh, work in LATAM and geothermal, if you could, uh, and I don't know if one person wants to answer that or, uh, but just what, you know, your next call is going to be in, let's call it mid-November. Uh, what are some of the keys that we should be looking for to show that uh, this optimism that you're expressing is coming to fruition? Thanks. Yeah. Hi, Peter. Uh, Rashid is here. So as uh, you heard what uh, George was talking about, petroleum industry bill, the main objective for uh, that petroleum industry bill uh, for Nigeria is to promote exploration and exploitation uh, for oil and gas uh, in Nigeria. So what we are looking at now is, uh, uh, you know, a multi-year uh, uh, project opportunities within Nigeria, especially since we are approved and tested technology in Nigeria, and not only this, uh, this will help in uh, Nigeria, it will also help in us uh, to getting a projects uh, outside Nigeria, other African countries. So, so we are seeing a really uh, very positive uh, uh, news for us in terms of uh, business development uh, in the region. Great. Yeah. And then how about uh, like, uh, I would just say, like you know, Latin America, and also the geothermal. Like, what are what are some of the key markers we should be looking for there? Hey, Pete. Um, well, for Latin America, if you take a look at the what's going on in Ecuador and Bolivia, we have uh, been in video conference uh, because it's, it's very exciting what is happening there. They are um, destinating big funds for exploration, which is was not happening in the past uh, two or three years. So Bolivia, for example, is investing uh, $1.4 billion in, on exploration, and similarly, Ecuador is investing $2 billion in exploration. And the, the goal is, uh, at least for Ecuador, Petro Amazonas, is to duplicate their, their production in the short term. Um, also, we are, we're working uh, in uh, alliances with, uh, with uh, people in Mexico, and in Latin America, that has allowed us to, to have a broader uh, view of uh, other new contacts in, in different countries. So these means that there are major uh, service companies that will be announcing alliances in the future. And these 
uh, companies have a uh, foot, uh, foot on the ground on many other countries that we will be soon uh, be reporting, um, hopefully, very positively. <laughs> Great. And then just tying in the geothermal, I mean, one uh, kind of following up on uh, uh, Thomas's question, just to to lead that off. You know, you guys got this funding to to you know prove out the the technology or develop the sensors, I guess. You know, wh how how does SFD specifically fit into the this uh, you know as a geothermal um, application in terms of exploration, maybe a little color on that. And is there some sort of like test that could be, you know, so we could see a, a, a paper up on the website or whatnot proving that, that it works as you've done with the, the, um, oil and gas. And again, just kind of tying it back to some of some, the milestones where, where we should be looking for to know that there's something there. Yeah. Well, be we, we have a, a good start was uh, we have two, uh, two people who told us that ahead of us that this tool could be used for geothermal. One is a, mm -hmm. from a professor from Waterloo University, and the other one is an experienced uh, geothermal expert. Both said we can use this, but we mm -hmm. are more cautious than that and say, well, we, we, before using it directly, we like to take a look ourselves because they, they, they were very much ahead of us. But now we can give you some specifics if you want to. Look well, uh, well, Peter, I think, uh, you know, we can uh, go with the schedule of ARAP so we can conduct them test the flight over known area. And then uh, we can see, you know, in what aspect our sensor can be modified and also in what aspect, you know, our data uh, processing technology can be uh, improved. So uh, it, it is an ongoing process, and uh, we are confident we should be able to achieve what we want to achieve. Yeah. And are those test flights going to be in the next, like, before year end, in the next month? Like, what's kind of the timing uh, on that? Yeah, I am just uh, answering that. Okay. So, so what we're going to do is that uh, we are already we already started the process. We already got approval from IREP. We are already doing it. We are going to be working with their specialists. They are introducing us to uh, laboratories, uh, nanofabrication, all sorts of things that are going to be happening here. You know, to build better and better sensors. We're working with the universities. So uh, so what's going to happen is that. Once, our, once we are going to use the original SFD sensors to do test flights, okay? Uh, first, in, in uh, very shortly, I think that uh, it's going to happen in September in, uh, in Alberta. There are several sites, you know, that we can fly over and test the technology. Once that is done, we're going to start the modifications, the finalizing the modifications for the, the new sensor, because there are certain aspects that are shared. So you know that there are a number of common elements in fluid deposition and geothermal setting. So the deployment of SFD for geothermal setting will allow the clients you know, to focus on the most favorable subsurface conditions, which is basically porosity connected mainly with permeability, and you want to have a large area that is permeable so that you can 
uh, use the, uh, uh, you can optimize your geothermal activities. It's very, very important that you have a large area because otherwise your temperature would be uh, used up very, very quickly and the water would be cooled and then your geothermal site has to be closed. So SFD is an ideal technology to find this, identify these subsurface conditions for heat and fluid circulation. And that will increase the chance of success and reduce the overall time and cost, and also you do it in, a, in an environmentally friendly manner. So the, so the, the testing is gonna take place in, in, in September, and once we modify it, we're gonna come down also to the US. We're gonna fly down, there are a number of uh, uh, sites there, one of them is 1,000 megawatts, you know, largest in the world. So we're going to be flying over those areas as well, and we are going to land in Los Angeles probably or San Francisco, and uh, with the plane and the technology and anybody who wants to come and see us, you know, we're probably going to have a, a function for our investors down there. Um, so that's the, that is the plan, actually. Also, uh, 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 Eugene and Vika mentioned, you know, that we have been blessed uh, by the professors in Waterloo University. Uh, these guys are specialists in stress and so on. So you, we are on the right track. There is less and less resistance towards the the technology and the technical capabilities of ours. So also we are working with very reputable geothermal companies now who are looking who are looking at us to help them identify uh, these geothermal sites, not just one or two projects, but ongoing projects and so on. So we have uh, three of those right now, and we, are, we believe that we are gonna be able to execute one of them uh, this year. And, uh, and uh, hopefully, you know, that's just going to open up a new chapter in our, our lives, and we should, put the results on the website. I totally agree with you uh, because these are very, very important steps in, in, uh, in the company's uh, life and its future. Thanks so much, guys. That was great. And again, appreciate the, really like seeing the, the revenue and the strong quarter. It really showed your earnings potential. So thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank you, Peter. And let's just push forward. Your next question is from Stan Trilling from Morgan Stanley. Your line is open. Hi, George. Hi. Uh, Hi, Stan. One of the things that comes across to me is, and this is something that's concerned me for a while, is that you have too many irons in the fire, and you have a limited capital base, to handle all of these opportunities. So what I would really like to know is, do you have a specific plan of direct focus, one, two, three, on which items you're going after and in what type of priority? 
Yes, as I'm as actually in the in the in the speech or or the, the during this conference call I mentioned, number one focus was Nigeria because of the long term contract opportunity there, and I'm not talking about five million dollars here, long term, significant numbers. Also, the number two was Mexico and uh, and uh, some of the the new relationship that we are establishing with a service company that is taking us basically uh, to this new, taking us, I have to be very careful how I word it, but, you know, uh, joined, joined us, you know, in our quest for getting the contracts done in, in, in a number of Latin American countries. And then we are focusing on the geothermal, uh, the geothermal activities uh, two or three countries. We're never going to have a problem of, of acquiring the data, okay? And now that we have this new mapping algorithms developed, uh, we are going to be able to do this much, much faster as long as we are conducting grid surveys. So we are very, very positive and very hopeful that we can produce significant revenue without any change in, in the current uh, situation of the company. So those are the three main components I would like to mention to you. Stan? Hello? Here we do have a question, uh, presenters. Your next question would be from Nessa Illich, an individual investor. Your line is open. Hi, George. Hi, everyone. Uh, a quick question, which is really a follow-up to what uh, Dave uh, uh, was asking as well as Stan and to some extent, extent Peter. Now, uh, especially with, re with respect to the last question, if you have uh, the uh, contracts in Nigeria signed and possibly one more contract in South America, would it be reasonable to expect that you will be listing on the NASDAQ since you're a technology company. Uh, this, I think, uh, uh, would help uh, uh, you know, market the company to institutional investors. And what are the benchmarks, if so, uh, that we need to see in terms of the, the, the uh, price, uh, stock price, and in terms of the uh, contract volume such that that can be expected to happen? Nisha, uh, Eugene. Uh, obviously, we're always looking at that opportunity. Uh, the uh, benchmarks are relatively high, uh, but it's going to come down to us executing, as you said, on contracts. And, uh, and uh, we believe once we've executed on two or three contracts that uh, we should be able to go down that path. It'll take about three months. It'll take about three months. Yeah. And four dollars per share. Yeah, that's so that's from from the four dollars per share and signing of the of the uh uh after signing of the contracts of course obviously and starting to execute them, that's three more months after that, right? Yeah. Okay, uh, thanks guys. We would like to do it Nisha as fast as possible. You know, I mean it is it is a priority for us to be listed on on, on a very serious market. Let's put it this way. <laughs> Okay, thanks guys.
Thank you, Nisha. We do have a follow-up question from Stan Trilly from Morgan Stanley. Your line is open. I don't know what happened. I either my line got dropped or my voice <laughs> um, got shot. But uh, thank you, I, and uh, thank you for the information on Nigeria. <clears throat> uh, the um, you know, we have, you, we've been talking about you know multiple contracts, and I just want to know. What is getting in the way of the announcement of the potential contracts? Is it is it the government? Is it is it politics? Is it is it intermediaries? Uh, I'm just curious about the the mystical curtain that's been put up. Um, that's a very good question, actually, Stan. You know. Uh, the, the issue is here that we are used to deal used to dealing with North American companies, and even if they, you know, function or, or operate in other countries, things are much much easier. Like uh, if you recall, some contracts we concluded in North America in two weeks, and we were flying in uh, next two weeks. So it's the it's the way the people operate. And in third world countries, it's even harder. The bureaucracy is enormous. Everything is hand-delivered, signed. 15 people have to sign one single contract. It's the same in Mexico, the same in, in, uh, in uh, Nigeria. And we just, uh, I mean, if you take a look, uh, this bill that was just now done has been on the table for almost two years. And now, finally, they are allocating 30% of all production revenue to the interior or the frontier exploration programs. And as I mentioned, SFD is the number one tool now in Nigeria. We knew that it's happening, it's going to happen, it's going to happen, but unfortunately, you cannot control national companies, how they operate, or government uh, uh, people, how they, uh, you know, negotiate and, and do things. It's, uh, as, you, as, as you, I think you mentioned it well, you know, it is bureaucracy in a sense that everybody has to be happy, satisfied, then you can move the paper to the next people and so on and so forth, the next branch of government. And, it, and in, in, uh, in Nigeria, you have the national company, you have the, the, uh, the, uh, uh, the frontier exploration people, you have several branches of the national company, IDSL, NPDC, and so on and so forth. Then you have the MP NTB, which is the major tender board. Then you have the ministry, and on and on and on. But now we're in. So we are just waiting for them to give us the green light. That's all. Okay. And uh, how far along are we with Mexico? Because Mexico, we actually had a contract with them that I guess just uh, that uh, expired. I don't know if it was expired or what happened. But uh, um, is it a whole new? Do we have to go through all of the 
pains and, and tribulations that we went through before, or is it more streamlined there? More streamlined, I will take that last word that you said. This is Enrique Hung again. Um, yeah, Pemex, uh, we are very optimistic with Pemex. Uh, we have an alliance with a service company that has uh, is doing services with them, one of the three companies that are doing services with them. So okay. um, that, that's unique. And they are the ones that have branches in the whole Latin American world, and we are meeting with them. Uh, we are about to in conversations we can say to to be like their brothers <laughs> and um and they are they will facilitate that will tell us you know they they did the job and i have done the the footwork in mexico and then we are still in the in the uh in the system with pemex the uh the lack of activity was you know justifiable there's no claim or or, or nothing wrong with the service that that uh pemex did and in fact the last question I did was I sent a list of the discoveries that they have had inside our recommendations in Mexico. And that goes from 2016 to 2020. So it's more than five or six uh, fields and production and, and, and uh, you know, good activity that, that we recommended as early as 2012. So similar to that, we have good results in Bolivia, a discovery that came in in uh, 2020. And uh, a new, a new in 2021, we have a, a discovery in Mexico and onshore. So they are aware of this. The only thing is that they are very slow. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but we are we are pushing our our, our way in, and uh, we have uh, creative ways of uh, of making this contract work as soon as we possibly can. Okay, great. The last question has to do with geothermal, and then I'm done. You can shoot me after that. <laughs> Uh, you had mentioned that you you think you can can execute some sort of contract with a U.S. company uh, on geothermal. Just one question. I don't want to know who it is, but it, will it be a name that is recognizable to the people in the geothermal industry? Most Canada. Yeah, we have we have uh, uh, Canadian companies that are. They are very recognizable. They all have doctorates in everything. So the company, he means. Oh, no, the company. The company is also recognizable. Yeah. So, you know, they have a history of a worldwide uh, geothermal plants that are, have been found, and they have a whole uh, um, number of people in, uh, uh, who are uh, experts in, in uh, geothermal um, science, basically, and geology. And uh, they have built, I think, uh, in one country they did about 300 megawatts altogether, 30 megawatts, 20 megawatts, 15 megawatts plants that have been put together. So, and um, they are here in Alberta now as well. And uh, there are two Alberta companies. We have one overseas company, uh, two overseas companies, one in South America and one in the Middle East. So uh, as soon as we are ready, and that's what uh, Dr. Gui is thank to do, <laughs> as soon as we are ready, when he says we are ready, then we are, we are off to the races. The other good thing about geothermal is that they have the government support. That's, yes. that's you know, paramount. That's yes. Very These companies here in Canada, they all have, just think about it, that the IREP 
uh, and the NRCAN, you know, which is the National Research Council and so on, that we are dealing with and approve the technology. They also approve them for financing, for matching funds. And we are talking about 25 million, 50 million, 100 million dollars here each. So uh, we are in good situation uh, as far as geothermal is concerned. And as Peter said, you know, we will do the test. We'll do the test in Alberta. We'll do the test in, in California. We know the sites. We know what we need to do. They are going to be working with us, I rep on this, and we are going to present our results properly uh, to them and also to the technical people and the professors. And then hopefully we're gonna be approved, you know, for the next funding and the next funding and the next funding and the next funding. Okay. Thank you guys. Keep plugging, keep plugging. I appreciate Thank you it. So much, Stan. Thank you. Your last question is from the line of Tucker Anderson from Above All Advisors. Your line is open. Hi, George. Thanks for keeping all of us on the line and answering the questions. Um, it occurred to me that one of the things that's changed pretty dramatically in the last six months is the price of oil. And to the extent that COVID not only, you know, sort of interrupted the bureaucracies and they had other things on their mind, um, there was also a question about the long-term demand. And the price of oil going up obviously has changed the economics of a lot of these projects. And is that a factor in that maybe they're more likely to be a shorter timeline to approval or not? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, they didn't even want to talk to us until the oil went over 40 bucks. So, you know, it's, it's, it's correct. Uh, it's just, we just don't want any excuses in a sense, you know, we don't want to have the oil price as an excuse because the national companies cannot stop drilling. Eh? So their, their, their production is vital to the country. It's usually 40% on average of the GDP in developing countries. So Bolivia depends on it. Guatemala depends on it. Ecuador depends on it. Algeria, Nigeria, all these countries, you know, they all need to have uh, uh, significant oil revenues. And if they don't have it, the country goes into depression. So uh, economically. So that's why it is so important, uh, you know, what you said is that, yes, the oil price is a major factor, but hopefully now, it's going to be a positive thing for us because we can find it faster than anybody else. So, um, and, and that's the key. And, and our success rate is, is hasn't actually improved. So we are doing extremely well uh, in that case, in, in that regard as well. Yeah. Yeah. I would think everybody would want to shorten the development cycle as much as possible. And in some of the questions about the depression of demand due to COVID, it now looks like it's recovering. So good luck. Thank you so much, Stan and Tucker and, and supporting us. Thank you. There are no further questions at this time. Let me now turn the call over to George for closing remarks. Uh, in that case, you know, I would like to thank everybody for the participating in our conference call, wishing everybody uh, safety and uh, good health, 
and uh, we are going to be online hopefully very soon with you again. And thank you for your questions. I think this was a good call in terms of um, you know getting some um, revenues in, and also that the interest is there and the support is still there from you. And uh, we love you all. Thank you so much. This concludes today's conference call. Thank you for participating. You may now disconnect. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to TSX Quarterly. If you enjoyed the cast, remember to leave a good rating. And remember, for any additional inquiries, please consult the company's investor relations section on their website. See you next time.